So this week, I'm pretty much talking to John Reyes, Jr. He's, he's a close friend of mine. Uh, pretty much, he's talking about poker, how how he got started into poker, different ways you can make side income playing poker, and like his passion, his favorite players. This, this episode is just about poker, because I wanted to try something different. Instead of just having artists, there's other ways to be creative, and being creative does not have anything like you're not in a box so pretty much i just wanted to put this episode out because i just felt like it was an interesting take whereas like you if you're creative you're finding ways to do things and you're not limited if i know i just said that that's the same thing i'm sorry it's been a while but that's the point that's what this episode is about i hope you guys enjoy just hear a word from our sponsors just started off so today i have pretty much jr today i know him he's a personal friend of mine and i'm just letting him introduce himself and introduce like what he does and where you guys can find out more about him. so i'm gonna let you just go ahead and do that bro uh yeah all right yeah so um <laughs> as sanchez said uh i go by jr uh full name john reyes um and uh I am a part-time semi-professional poker player. I, 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 guess, I, I don't like calling myself that. Like semi-professional sounds so weird, but I guess that's what I am. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. Uh, where do I start? Um, well, back in the day, we would play at. Uh, we started playing. Um, what was it? We were playing like those one-table tournaments at uh, at Chris's house, I think. Right. Yeah. Yeah. Chris is a, um, right? And uh, we wouldn't even use uh, actual money back then. We would put like Yu-Gi-Oh cards and stuff like that as like currency. And that's how we started playing. I think uh, B-Walls is the one that taught us, right? Yep. So I was really... Uh, showing us. Yeah. yeah, yeah. And uh, well, I mean, you already know, like all of us are pretty competitive. Like we all played Yu-Gi-Oh together and uh, like we played basketball sometimes together. So this was just another like really fun like game to kind of just master and the strategy was just so awesome and uh that's basically when i fell in love with it like i learned how to play with you guys that was yeah. uh my introduction when i was younger i had played uh, a different version of a uh, of poker a uh, five card uh stunt with my uh with my brother but uh it's just a completely different game mm-hmm. um you know instead of uh no limit hold'em which is what i'm currently playing but um could you give me like a quick breakdown, like a difference between the two games? Because to be honest, I don't know the difference. And I just assume everybody who says they play poker is like they're playing like Texas Hold'em, I believe. Oh, OK, OK. Yeah, yeah. So when you hear somebody normally refer to poker, it's usually Texas Hold'em, right? But mm-hmm. in reality, poker is actually um, like a broad term for multiple different games that usually have the same set of rules. So like a five card stud, everybody in the game is given five cards in themselves, right? And um, the, the key to the game is to try to make the best five card combination with the cards in your hand. And um, I don't actually play this game, so I might butcher uh, some of the rules, but I know that uh, like, 
if you do two card pickup, you get two different chances to try to drop cards in your hand that you don't want. And then you can draw from the deck. And then um, after, uh, you know, set amount of chances, you know, you you um, there's a round of betting. After that round of betting, you, you're given, you know, uh, the chance to, to, to drop and pick up again. There's another round of betting. And then usually, you know, um, after that, whoever has the best hand has the best hand. But um, Texas Hold'em, which is what everybody. Well, I don't want to say everybody, but what's like the more uh, widely known uh version of poker it's uh whoever's playing right let's just say it's just me and you playing against each other right we're each dealt two cards face down right so you have two cards face down that i can't see um and vice versa and um before anything else happens you have to decide if uh you want to start putting money in the pot to, to play against it right if you decide that you do, you'll put in money. If I also wanna um, continue, then I'll put in money as well. And then um, three cards are dealt face up on uh, whatever table you're at. And those are considered uh, the first three community cards, which would be the flop, right? So um, I don't know how, um, you know, if uh, people actually know. So it's like the best, it's always gonna be the best of five cards. I'm sorry, um, like if I butcher like the explanation. So like, you know, like there's pairs. So like if you have an ace in your hand and there's an ace on the board, you now have a pair of aces, right? Mm-hmm. Um, if uh, if you have an ace and a, and a three and there's an ace and a three on the first three community cards, you now have two pairs, right? And, uh, and yeah. so on and so forth. If there's two aces in one of your hand, there's trips and, you know, and then there's a straight, there's a, there's a flush, there's a full house. There's all, there's all these different combinations um, when you learn how to play. And uh, like, you know, um, the, the, the better your hand, the more chance you have of winning uh, money. So the main difference between the two games is that uh, in five cards stut, there's no community cards. It's just um the five cards in your hand that you're uh, dropping and picking up trying to make the best five card combination but in texas hold'em uh you get the you get the flop which is the first three community cards then after betting on the flop you get another card which would be the fourth one that's considered the turn right and then there's going to be another round of betting and whoever survives uh up to, until that point will now make it to the final card which would be the fifth card and that's called the river and uh, there's yeah. one more round of betting, and then you know by then whoever has the best hand has the best hand. Uh, sorry for such a long-winded answer. To this day, I've never been, <laughs> a, uh, I've never had like a good way to explain, um, you know, like the basic kind of. rules of the game. It's so it's so weird. Like it's something I play every day, and I still don't know how to like. I wouldn't be able to teach somebody that doesn't know from the beginning. Like it's just so weird. Like I was taught, and I feel like. I just cannot explain in like layman terms, but um, that's yeah, basically no, I, how it goes. Okay, okay. Because like the reason I asked that is because like well, I you well I learned with you how to play, but it's just like I don't know if like my audience knows how to play, and like maybe this might be the episode that they decide to hey now I want to learn about poker. Oh no, yeah, this yeah, guy yeah. Does it, so. mm-hmm. <laughs> no, for sure, for sure. Um. There's definitely probably like some super basic like YouTube videos that'll explain it way better than I just did. But um, yeah, I, I would suggest for anybody that's looking to play poker, Texas Hold'em is definitely gonna be the thing you wanna check out for sure. It's a ton of fun. 
easy to learn and um i mean it's just like if you're somebody like me or like you who just loves strategy this is just like never ending like the game is still not solved to this day you know a lot of people will will argue and say otherwise but uh the game definitely hasn't been solved so it's a ton of fun so what do you mean like solved like cuz i i i kind of i'm not sure like what you're trying to say if that makes sense like, oh okay so like um there are a lot of uh, strategy games that have uh technically been uh, so solved means that the correct way to play and win has already been decided right so like uh like chess chess is a solved oh, okay, game okay. right if you study mm -hmm. every single move in existence you will be able to beat your opponent more often than not and that's why uh what's this guy's name um uh magnus that's still to this day like why he's one of the best in the world he's definitely um you know uh light on his feet and he can navigate better than everybody else but the game is solved to a point where if you just study more than the other person you just will be a better chess player right um like same thing with checkers same thing with um man i, I don't know that many um other uh <laughs> like strategy board games but because yeah. there's only a finite amount of moves in in these games there are ways and strategies that you can imply to almost never lose right and that's not the case yeah. in Texas Hold'em specifically no limit Texas Hold'em right um because you yeah. can buy in for so many uh when you're playing cash not tournaments right because you can buy in for theoretically um like an infinite amount of money math and strategy will always dictate like a it's just like infinite strategies for infinite scenarios and it's so um it's so unlikely for you to keep encountering the exact same scenario over and over and over and over i play poker almost every single day of my life and i'm still encountering scenarios that i've never experienced before and uh, and that's why the game's not solved right there's always something that you're going to have to figure out for like probably your entire life like there they have um they have like uh you know like um applications on your computer that run simulations for the game and stuff like that that are attempting to solve the game but as of right now it's so complex that it still hasn't been solved so um you know there's no cheat sheet you kind of just got to get in there and um so it's like pretty much like go with the flow like you have to like figure it out as you go along is yeah, that yeah, like so all right i have a pair of aces that means i automatically yeah win. exactly so the game is solved to a point but no matter what there's always gonna be a decision that needs to be made there isn't something you can just google that'll tell you what the right thing to do in that situation is you know what i mean you're always gonna have to use intuition along with math and like basic strategy to figure out how you're gonna navigate through the field of opponents that you're playing against and uh i mean for okay, me that's okay. just the best part you know it's uh you you <laughs> you have to outthink all the people sitting at the table you know and um because it's a, a multi it can be a um just a one uh v1 game but it's usually you know multiplayer up to nine players sometimes even 10 you are literally trying to beat nine people at the same time every hand you're dealt and that's uh Yeah, I don't know. I love it. It uh, just just talking about it kind of kind of gets the heart racing, you know. Yeah, okay. So you you just like like the pressure pretty much like you just like 
like you like the build up like the they nothing i guess you could say like the anxiety or like the 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 pressure that it puts on you of like trying to outthink the next person yeah yeah for sure there there's so many feelings that uh i have when playing poker that i just love so much and uh yeah like uh you know there's just that sense of adrenaline cuz it's like a sport you know like when you're playing basketball you're just like your main focus is like you know like how do we beat these guys well you know like like we have to prove that we're better than them and uh you know and yeah you got to do stuff like off the court a lot you know like you have to you know you got to work on your jump shot you got to work on your dribbling and all these things but when it finally comes down to it you just have to you just have to prove it you know what i mean and um when you're playing live it's just that situation of staring down your opponent making them feel uncomfortable letting them know that you're there to just like completely annihilate them it's such a mind game <laughs> and sometimes it has nothing to do with the cards there are people who play blind meaning that they have their opponents so figured out like oh like he only does this when he has a good hand he only does this when they oh uh, when he has a bad hand that they can yeah. literally play you just based on your reactions to uh to to your cards what's on the board how much money you're putting into the pot and like frequency is such a thing so like if you're only going to bet $10 when you have a really 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 like subpar hand it doesn't even matter what they have now right they can just raise you every time you bet 10 bucks i'll just make it 50 because i know you're weak because that's the frequencies you've been using that that that's your tendency and yeah. you've been doing it subconsciously and you don't even know it you know what i mean and uh right 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 so it's pretty much like you're picking up on people's patterns and things like yeah, that yeah 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 it's just like there's so many levels to this game and that's and that's the best part about it you know what i mean there are some people who i mean i don't necessarily agree with this but there are some people who could couldn't care less about the math part of this game at all they just want to stare into your soul and 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 figure out whether or not you have a good hand or not you know like up oh, i don't know he's kind of doing a little uh twitching with his left eye there i don't think he has it you know and uh mm -hmm. yeah i mean some people are just born with that uh how do you call that, that? yeah nasty. like that that innate <laughs> ability to just literally stare into your soul and completely just like yeah he doesn't have it you know like like they're just mind readers and it's 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 unbelievable some of my favorite players of all time like i mean if i had half of that just raw talent that they did you know i'd be in such a mm -hmm. such a more financially stable point in my poker career right now yeah So like if you don't mind me just could you tell me like some of your favorite players and some of the things that okay. they do cuz like I don't have I don't I don't I don't watch poker like I'm not passionate like how mm -hmm. you guys are so like I don't have a favorite player or anything like that I just know I whenever I see like a crazy clip I'm just like wow Yeah no for sure for sure um I mean for me poker's a sport so I I love watching like cash games online you know tournaments I love watching my favorite players just battle out um So my all-time favorite player is definitely Daniel Negreanu and uh for your listeners who don't really know about like um uh, you know like all the high stakes players like that he was uh the number one 
on the all-time tournament money list for I want to say from 2015 all the way up to 2019 and uh he just recently got dethroned in 2019 and um I love him so much because uh his table presence just demands respect but not in a scary way he lures you in by making you feel comfortable he jokes around with you you know he gets to know you he asks about your family he lulls you into this false sense of security until you blink and all of a sudden all your chips are gone and you don't even know how it happened and he has an uncanny ability to figure out your exact two cards he's done this a mi- like th- there are clips on youtube of him just looking at his opponent like oh you have um jack 10 with one spade and they're like how could you possibly know that and he's dead right he's done this a million times and it's literally what's carried him through his career he can just do it he looks at you like all right you probably have pocket queens with the queen of spades i guess i'm gonna put you all in and see if you you know and see if you're man enough to call me and it's unbelievable it's unbelievable i still to this day don't know how anybody can possibly be that good like there's no explanation for it you know he's just like oh mm-hmm. you're playing like you got this you know and, and, and it's 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 so awesome oh man like if if, if you get a moment you know just google daniel negron on your free time it is he's so fun to watch and it's not like he's doing this against like amateurs. He's doing this against other people who are also professionals who like make a living doing yeah, this. Also, yeah, yeah. Right? These are people at his level. Like these are his peers, other high stakes players, tournament grinders who are on the scene twenty four seven, traveling to every uh every poker tournament, every poker festival all around the world. You know the European Poker Tour, um, which used to be one of his um favorites um tours to go through like uh all throughout the world and stuff he's literally doing this to people whose bread and butter is texas hold'em and that's what makes it even crazier he's not doing this to some chump who just like picked up you know texas hold'em for dummies Mm -hmm. at the bookstore (laughs) yeah okay okay because like i think um Well, I don't have a favorite player, but it's always like very interesting to see things like that because it's like, to me at least, it's just like, how how can you tell like somebody has these certain cards without being like a fucking mind reader at that point? And it's just like that... Yeah, so there there but, there definitely but, is a way to do it. Like I'm, you know, I'm not even going to pretend like I'm anywhere near as good as Danny Negrano is, right? But based on, you know, like regular strategy and um, um, what your opponent's range would be, you're going to hear that word a lot when you're playing uh, all all forms of poker. You're going to hear range. And it's uh, the way you're playing your hand and the way you're betting your money. Um, you have a range of cards that are most likely going to be what you're betting with and um it's it's uh it's not a perfect science but it's essentially the best way that you should go about trying to figure out what your opponents has right so you're using deduction you're using math and um to try to narrow down your opponent's range to the best of your abilities and um so 
the more uh, you play, you will start to naturally develop uh, that ability yourself. And it will happen. Like, you know, you'll there's going to be days where you're like, yo, I think he probably has like, you know, like 9, 10 suited. You know, so maybe he has one pair with a backdoor flush draw and then you're going to be right. You're going to get the showdown and be like, wow, I did it. Like, you know, I I caught him bluffing. I I, I put him on a draw and that's exactly what he had, you know, and um, it's an easy. Uh, there's a famous quote, but I don't remember who said it. Poker is an uh, Texas Hold'em is an easy game to learn. Wow, I'm so sorry. I'm butchering it. It's very fast to learn, but it takes a lifetime to master. Lifetime to master. But, you know, I mean, for me, that's the best part. The the, the journey, yeah. finding ways to get better every day for me is um, one of the most joyous things about it. I'm able to challenge myself every day. And uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. So, so like my thing is, how, how do you plan on getting better? Because it's like, what you're telling me pretty much is like, there's so many different layers. Do you just choose like, hey, today I'm gonna practice doing this or like, hey, I'm gonna practice doing this because I know like some people play mm-hmm. online also. So it's like, you can't tell what someone's gonna do online unless you play the game a lot. So like, I can't tell what cards they have unless like I play the game often. So like, do you just work on certain things when you play online? Or like, do you work on certain things when like, you plan on getting better like how, how do you do okay that, you so um playing online for very low stakes is probably the best way for anyone to start playing you know play like five cent ten cent and um just to get your feet wet right but how i um basically uh study nowadays is or how I would recommend somebody to start studying is pre-flop, right? The moment everybody's dealt two cards, the game has already started. People are already trying to beat you, right? And you don't even have any money in the pot yet. There's gonna be, um, so I already, um, you know, briefly touched upon hand rankings. Um, I don't wanna put out so much jargon and like, you know, confuse uh, the listeners and stuff like that. But there's definitely hand rankings. Mm-hmm. So you want to learn your hand rankings first. Then once you learn your hand rankings, you want to learn where you're supposed to place certain hands, right? So like if you're on a nine-handed table, right? Um, so obviously um a two would be the worst card in the deck, right? Um, because its value is so low. And then a three would be the next worst card, but it's still better than a two, right? And uh, so on and so forth, all the way until you get up to the ace. Um, you know, you have the 10, the jack, the queen, the king, the ace, all the way at the top, right? So if you're playing at a nine-handed table and uh, you're dealt a deuce and a three, and you're the first one who has to make a decision, you probably don't want to play that hand because it's pure garbage, essentially, right? The idea is I want to put money into the pot where I think I can make a return, where I can make a profit doing this. And there are um, there's a whole bunch of things you can do. Um, there are a whole bunch of charts that are just free to get online. All you got to do is uh, literally just type in um, uh, Texas Hold'em preflop charts, and they give you a breakdown of what hands and what range you should start to play from every position. And 
the later you are on the table, the the easier it is for you to play more hands, right? Because you're the first person out of the entire nine, you really want your hand to be as good as possible. Like, you know, you want two aces, you want two kings, you want two queens, you want an ace and a king. You want these high quality cards that when you get to the flop and hit, you're usually going to have the best hand. If you have a pair of kings on the flop, that's usually going to be the best hand, you know, so on and so forth like that. Mm -hmm. But the later you are on the table, let's say you're not in C1, let's say you're in C5. Well, there's not that many people behind you now, right? The object is to try to get the money that's in the center. And the less people behind you means there are less people for you to worry about. So maybe in C5, hey, you know, I have two sevens. That's not as good as two eights. It's not as good as two nines. It's not as good as two tens. But because I only have to make four people fold their hands now, I might be able to give this a shot you know and uh it keeps going like that and um that is in in my opinion the part of poker that a lot um that the average player studies the least they don't like to study pre-flop position mm. they don't like to study pre-flop ranges they just see two cars that they like like up oh, i have a i have a three and a seven and they're both diamonds Let's go. I don't care that I'm in seat one. Let's play it. Let's play it. And they're losing so much money playing these hands without using, um, without putting where they are into consideration. So I study this part of the game as much as I possibly can. And um, it's not as intense as it as you might think. You know, you study pre-flop maybe 10 minutes, of, like 10 minutes out of your day, every day, just for 10 minutes. And it commits to memory much faster than you think, and um, yeah, that's a uh, th that's a uh, uh, a large part of my study, and uh, to this day, it's helping me book a nice profit. Mm. Well, I wanted to ask you about your profit, but like my thing is, I've never thought about it like that, honestly. And that's something that's like the craziest thing to me, because I've never thought about like where I'm positioned at. The only thing I've ever thought about was do i have to put in big blind or small blind and it's just like if i'm like small the only thing i've ever thought about was just uh all right i'm small blind i'm gonna lose this dollar anyway so i might as well just at least see see the, mm -hmm. the community cards like you said so like i've uh, it's just interesting i've never thought about it like that way because of my this, the way how i thought about it was just like all right I, I don't have to lose money this game, so I'm just going to give it up or not give it up and just play the hand out. Yeah, and that's how, like, a lot of people think in that same line. Like, up, oh, I already have $1 in, might as well take it all the way and see what's going on, you know? And, um, you know, if you want to play recreationally, then my advice would be, as long as you're having fun, do whatever you want, you know? Who am I to tell you that you can't have fun? Right. <laughs> if somebody makes it if somebody bets twenty dollars and you're in the small blind and you have a deuce and a three but you're there to have fun you're hanging out you know you're having a beer and life is good then by all means go ahead you know you're finding enjoyment out of this and good for you you deserve to enjoy your time playing poker right but if yeah you're trying to find a little like another way to make you know some side income 
and you want to challenge yourself to maybe one day, you know, hey, you know, maybe I want to go play a tournament for fun one day, but I would like to win one. Or like I said, just, hey, I would like some side income, excuse me, sorry, some side income, or you want to quit your job to play poker professionally. You have to start caring about where you are pre-flop, your hand, right? And just like uh-huh. how you are supposed to navigate before you even see the flop beforehand. This has to be something you're considering every single hand. You know what I mean? And um, yeah, it's just a lot of people don't. Yeah. But like I said, um, I mean, I guess I can't complain. Uh, the average player not doing this is the reason that I'm able to, you know, get away with what I get away with. So, you know, you know, power, power to them. You know, they, they can keep doing mm-hmm. what they're doing. Yeah. So, like, we, we I wanted to ask you more about, like, how you make your profit. Like, like how you were saying earlier, like, if you want to become, like, if you want to yeah, quit your yeah, job yeah. and do this full time and different things like that. Like, how, 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 how does that work? Like, how? How are you doing that, or like, how is it working for you? If you don't mind, like, if, no, if you no, don't no, feel no. like that's I'm, too personal, I'm, or if I'm, you don't I'm, want to I'm here to answer thing. as many mm-hmm. questions as I can. So, um, I hope I don't go off on any tangents. I'll try to catch myself if I do. No, you, you're fine. You're fine. Go ahead. So <laughs> I started. Uh, well, once I caught the itch after playing, uh, like I said, at Chris's house with uh, with you. Chris and all of our friends, uh, I started to put a little bit of money online to try to get my feet wet. And um, so, you know, I'm studying, but I don't really know what to study. So I'm kind of just bouncing around on YouTube. I'm watching uh, my favorite players playing, trying to pick up things off of them and things like that. Right. But um, so you're going to hear the term bankroll in poker all the time. Right. Your bankroll is is okay. how you're able to play. And if you're a full-time player, it's how you're able to live. So I clearly was not good enough to just quit my job and start playing poker. So, you know, I, uh, I kept working and I would put a little bit of money to the side while I was studying. And then um, when I thought that, you know, OK, let's start, you know, let's start risking some money. Let's see if I uh, actually have a chance to, you know, maybe be an actual poker player. I would put money onto, you know, whatever site I was playing at the time. I've bounced around from for years. So I don't even truly remember like what site I I think it was America's Card Room actually is where I actually started to play. Uh, I definitely put some money on America's Card Room and I was playing the lowest uh, stakes I possibly could. Actually, no, I'm lying. I was playing at stakes that I could not afford at the beginning, which please do not do. Whoever is listening to this, please start as low as you possibly can there is no shame in starting at the bottom to learn texas hold there is no shame right so you definitely want to start at the bottom five cent ten cent would probably be the best thing for you right you want to start understanding like i said you want to start practicing um your ranges you want to start learning what the the player pool around you is doing right so what the average opponent that you're playing with is doing if you can figure out what the average opponent is doing, you can find out how to exploit them. You know, one of the main concepts in yeah. poker in Texas Hold'em is bluffing, getting your opponent to think you have a better hand than them when you definitely do not. Right. So um, 
and I'm sorry, it's like a small tangent, but this is how you start. You start slowly just building a, a building up a couple dollars here and there. And, you know, you just keep at it. You keep at it. And before you know it, you have 50 bucks, right? You turn that 50 into another hundred and just don't rush yourself because this is a process. And you also don't want to uh, basically jip yourself of this process. This process will make you a much better player than you think it will like there might be days when you're bored so yeah okay don't play that day you know study for 10 minutes and then just go about your day the way you normally would but then when it's time go back online and start just slowly building slowly building slowly building until you have enough to start playing slightly bigger this is how you move up this is how you slowly start to make that side income for yourself right now if you have a hundred bucks okay well let's let's uh let's play 10 cent 20 cent now and and see how we do there right um a lot of professionals will say different things right oh how much money should you have to start playing at a higher level so you can actually start making decent money for yourself i to this day i still don't know what the correct answer for that is but my safety net has always been 30 buy-ins at whatever level I'm playing, right? So I'm going to give you an example. If you're playing online and you're playing $50, no limit, that means... I'm sorry, I live uh, like directly across the street from a fire station. So uh, that might that, that might randomly happen. From time it's to time. fine, it happens. If it gets egregious, I'll try to move to a different room, but... Uh, yeah, that's what's, that's what's happening right now in my neighborhood. So, um, yeah, so $50, uh, you're sitting at a $50 max table. That means the most you can sit down with at that table is $50. So you basically want to be able to sit down at that table and lose 30 times. That's what that means. You want to have enough buy-ins to be able to survive 30 times of just losing, of just losing. You know why? If you're a good player, you're not going to lose 30 buy-ins, right? The better player on average, right? The average winning cash game Texas Hold'em player wins about 65% of their sessions. And that's how you make a living. You make a living off of just 65% and it's actually more than you think. So my recommendation would be don't even consider trying to, you know, part-time, full-time, unless you have a minimum of 30 buy-ins. And I still haven't quit my job, right? I still haven't quit my job. I don't plan on quitting my job until I have at least 200 buy-ins at whatever level I want to play. And right now, uh, my main game is 5-5, five, five, which um, it's not big in comparison to how like big these games get. But for the average player, it's big. You can make a very, very, very decent living off of, um, off of playing a 5-5 five, five game. And just to give you an example of how much money there actually is to be made at that level, um i want to say about three and a half years ago uh my girlfriend quit her job uh her boss was horrible terrible guy um just uh just 
you know, the, the environment was too toxic. She had to go, right? I was very frustrated. Not that she left. I was happy that she left. I never want her to work in a, in a toxic environment, but I was making a dollar more than minimum wage back then. This might've been longer than three uh, years ago because this was when minimum wage was still $10. I was making $11 an hour as a security guard. There's no way I can afford rent by myself. So what did I start doing? I started to play one, three Texas Hold'em five days a week. I would go to work. I would go and play poker. I would go to work. I would go and play poker and playing one, three. So uh, the small blind was $1. The big blind was $3 at one, three. I was able to pick up my girlfriend's difference and pay all the bills by myself, pay rent by myself and feed us by myself. And that was at a one, three game, right? just to give you an example so five five is uh is definitely um uh a sizable step up so um but again so coming all uh uh, bringing all this back around my apologies um start small 20 bucks online right keep studying and just keep playing and when you finally have 30 buy-ins move up to the next level then move up to the next level and don't be afraid to drop back down if you move up a level and you start to lose and you're like, oh man, these guys are crushing me. I'm getting killed. I'm not as good as them. It's okay. Drop back down. There's no shame in dropping back down. And that's a lesson I had to teach myself the hard way. Um, I have a lot of pride, you know, admitting that I failed at something is, uh, especially back then, was not easy for me. So I lost so much more money than I needed to. When all I had to do was, hey, let me stop playing two five. Let me jump back down to one two. Let me go back online and play 25 cent, 50 cent again, you know? And by the way, to this day, I play 25 cent, 50 cent online every day just to keep my basics intact, you know, just to strategize and try new moves and see what works here and what doesn't work there and all these things. There's always going to be a place for dropping down regrouping yourself, studying, trying something new, and then going back up. And um, that's how I think everybody should start. There are some people who, because of uh, their financial situation, they don't have to take this um, kind of laborious route, right? There are people who are fortunate enough to just have some money and want to play poker. So, you know, if, if you want to, if you want to, um, if you want to take a shot at a big game, and you think you can do it, then by all means do it. But if you want a safe way to come into the game, mm-hmm. if you want a safe way to try to build up a poker bankroll for yourself and to start making side income, I would recommend doing it this way. It's the safest. You're limiting your exposure. You know, if you load up 20 bucks online and lose it, you're not killing yourself. You know, you're still paying your bills. You're still making rent. It was just a $20 investment. And even though you lost it, you still learned something from that, which is good, you know? And uh, sorry that I, like, I I feels like I've been rambling. I'm so sorry. (laughs) No, you're good. You're good. (laughs) No, that's perfect. That's perfect because it's like, you're you're talking about it. That's that's exactly what I wanted. But like, I just wanted, like, it's just perfect because it's just like, that's that's, that's what I wanted you to talk about a lot of, because it's like, how, how, how do you build it up? How do you get to that point? (laughs) <laughs> like I feel like you just did a perfect yeah, yeah. Well, job of like <laughs> explaining the whole thing. Mm-hmm. But 
it's just like so like let me ask you this because I'm, I know like I'm not I'm not trying to say like because I feel some of my listeners might not be able to put in not the time but like how you said some people might not have the money and I feel like what you just said is pretty much like oh if you if you have a dollar you mm-hmm. have pretty much four buy-ins pretty much so it's like you can only lose like about four times and like I feel like that, that was just great no no yeah go ahead go ahead I'm sorry Dan <laughs> like because <laughs> like it's just more I just want to like expose more people to like that type of thing it's like hey if poker is like your passion I want you to like learn to take your time and like figure it out and like I don't know. That was. I just feel like that. Was like I. I don't know. Yeah. No. No. I, um, I, I mean, from listening to that, to be I, honest, I'm so passionate <laughs> about poker. I mean, anybody who wants to play recreationally, wants to play um, for side income, for side income, whatever the case may be. I. I mean, there are a million one things you can do that will be very little cost to you, that um, will get you uh, a decent foot in the door um if there are a lot of um almost every site i've ever made a deposit on will give you a first time deposit bonus so if you are brand new to that site they will usually match your deposit um up to x amount and they'll double it so if your first deposit is 20 bucks they'll give you 40 dollars to play with if your first deposit is 100 they'll give you 200 dollars to play with you know there's so many incentive programs if you're able to play online that um you know a, a small amount of money really can get you a long way if you put your mind to it and um so you know i mean mm-hmm. if if especially oh my goodness man um during the pandemic so many people went to online poker that have never played online poker i mean the cash games like you have to be on waiting lists on a lot of these sites now like there's sometimes and i play on sites i play on apps and sometimes i'm just on waiting lists for like 30 minutes at a time because that's how many new players are coming into the game and it's such an awesome thing to see and uh i mean if you were ever thinking now is the time don't think anymore you know start small um you know find all the sites that have the best first time deposit bonuses there are um there's actually i googled this and um there's an article that tells you what the best sites for a first-time deposit bonus are. So whoever's listening to this, um, just Google that, and um, you know you can get set up fairly easy. And um, if you have Bitcoin, it becomes much easier for you to uh, to deposit to withdraw. I mean, it's 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 instantaneous for most sites, you know. Um, you probably wait for an hour maximum if you want to make a withdrawal and then boom, it's just in your account. So um, for people who aren't as financially uh, stable as they would like to be, uh, you know, try try these life hacks. I did them myself. You know, I did them myself. And uh, even uh, poker stars, if you live in New Jersey, I think they match 100% up to $600. So if you... Uh, if you uh if you deposit 100 they give you 200 uh, all the way up to six so if you deposit six they give you like 1200 dollars to start off with it's uh it's, it's awesome it's awesome so like do you also go to like well we can't go because like the, you can't go because of the whole pandemic but like 
Do you go to like Atlantic City? Do you go to like Vegas sometimes? Do you go to like these different places to also play? And like, like, could you so, tell me a little more about like your tournament experience? Pre-pandemic, I was going to uh, the Catskills Casino upstate a lot. I was uh, going there at least once a week mm-hmm. with uh, our friend Chris and uh, our friend Phil Pena. Uh, we got Phil Pena into playing poker. Uh, he got He's really into it now, right now. And um, we were going as much as we possibly could. Uh, they were going uh, twice a week. I was going once a week with them. I just didn't have enough availability for the second day. Um, and uh, Atlantic City, we like to go, but now we usually only go for tournaments just because, um, you know, getting on that Greyhound and it's like, you know, so it's like a three hour bus ride both ways. And, uh, you know, that that jet lag coming home, especially when you didn't have the best tournament experience, it just gets to you. You know, you're just sitting in that chair like, oh, man, I could have done this better. I could have done that better. But uh, yeah, pre pandemic, I was playing uh, in casinos probably the most i ever have in my life actually because once a week for me is a lot to go to a casino anything my tournament experience is not as good as i would like it to be um unfortunately i've never had a job that had like paid vacations and uh i've never when I worked security, I didn't feel financially stable enough to just request days off to go travel to play in tournaments. So the tournaments I would play would almost exclusively be online. Uh, very small tournaments, um, $5 tournaments with like a first place prize of like 1000 Uh So right now I'm playing on a site called Global Poker. If you live in NYC, Poker online is not regulated. So technically it's not legal. And I don't know what they do to get around like the laws, but um, somehow global poker and like uh, an America's card room and and a few random others that I don't play on, they're able to let you play online and uh, like nobody gets in trouble. It's like this weird gray area that I still can't explain to this day. But um. Global Poker had, uh, back in the day, they had these really sick, amazing $5 entry tournaments. $5 got you the chance to win almost $2,000 if you came in first place or something like that. It was like really close to $2,000. It was like $1,500 for a $5 entry. And um, I would play those every day. And I remember I was at work, working security, I bought into the $5 tournament on my phone, right? It started at like 8 p.m. at midnight. I'm on the final table of that tournament and I came in, I think, sixth place for like $365 off of a $5 buy-in. And for me, I was like, yo, I felt like I was the greatest poker player in the world, you know? Like, I felt like I was just on top of my game. I'm undefeatable, you know? Like, I was just like, dabbing all over the place it just it, it that was the most surreal feeling there's no greater feeling than making a final table in a texas holding tournament like to this day i still get goosebumps you know but um atlantic yeah. city had i 
forget what they called it. They called it like the Deep Stack series at the Borgata. And uh, me and, uh, you know, cousin Raymond, we went together and uh, they it was one yeah. day events all week. The first day was like a 20K guarantee. The second day was like a 30K guarantee. The third day was like a 45K guarantee. And it just kept going up. And um, that was my, um, yeah, I want to say that was the first real time. I had played um, other like small one day tournaments, but that was the first real series that I went to to play. And uh, unfortunately, it did not go as well as I had hoped. The first tournament I entered, I got knocked out of the tournament like 25 places before we made the money. Um, yeah, so close, so close. Uh, I was very proud of myself. I think, uh, I think it was like I want to say like maybe 500 uh, entrants for that tournament or something like that, and I busted 25 away from the money. So, uh, you know, for my first real tournament, I was very proud of myself. But um, yeah, um, I wish I could have say that I kept at it for the rest of the week. But I started playing cash games and I got sidetracked, and you know. When you have a plan, if your plan is to go to a series and play tournaments, you have to commit to that. Write that down, you know, like carry a journal with you, write that down or like, you know, go on your phone and have alarms set that'll just ring and say, don't play cash games. You're here for tournaments, you know? It's very easy to get, you know, oh, you see a juicy cash game. You know, a lot of people are sitting down with a lot of money and it looks good and you're getting excited, but playing cash and playing tournaments are fundamentally the rules are exactly the same right there is no difference but the way a cash game is structured and the way a tournament is structured you really should not be doing both in the same day if you're going to play a tournament that day play a tournament that day and then don't play cash if you're going to play a cash game that day play your cash game that day but do not play a tournament there are a lot of easy mistakes that you can start making when you start mingling the two variations together and um i don't want to go in too depth with that because it's like a whole bunch of jargon that you really wouldn't get unless you were already uh you know a texas hold'em player but um that is what happened to me i went in with a plan and i did not stick to the plan i started playing two five cash and then instead of getting good sleep for the tournament the next day i ended up being in the borgata sitting in the exact same seat for like 15 hours playing cash games and it was uh it was brutal like i had a good time doing it but um you know i <laughs> went into the second day played a second tournament on no sleep and uh it did not end well for me so uh my tournament experience has been me failing my live tournament experience has been me failing and understanding why i failed you know i wasn't rested didn't have you know a good breakfast wasn't hydrated but i am hoping that uh after the pandemic you know when everything finally you know cools down i uh definitely have plans to start uh traveling and actually vegas is already throwing tournaments again uh, they have, you know, the plexiglass dividers at the tables. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Oh. Yeah, so uh, mm -hmm. I do have plans. So just, okay. 
I don't want to just cast safety to the side, so I'm not a hundred percent convinced. Like if I'll go to Vegas this summer, but I have, I have ideas too. I definitely have ideas too. So you know, let's see. Let's see what happens. Uh-huh. All right. No, no, go ahead. Go ahead. So like, let me think. Let me think. Sorry, but pretty much like. <laughs> do you do you have you done like any more online tournaments or anything else like that? oh yeah, yeah you told me about um, the first I one play, but did you have any I other experience a, a, a decent amount of uh small buy-ins mainly because since i'm still working 40 hours a week i'm not putting the amount of tournament study that i would like to be putting in i'm uh i'm doing small tournament study here and there um and the main reason being is because when you play in a tournament, you're committing yourself to the entire time frame. You know, if uh, if there's a daily tournament and it usually takes about six hours to complete, yeah. you have to stay in that tournament for six hours. You don't have to do that for a cash game. If I want to play cash for one hour and after that one hour, I've made my profit, I can get up and leave. So for me, studying cash is way more important because you know the uh, I, I'm I'm producing a profit immediately, very often. You know, making myself commit to a six-hour tournament, a seven-hour tournament, an eight-plus-hour tournament on the regular is very, very, very hard for me to do because I work forty hours a week. But um, I do play. I still play a lot of the five-dollar um tournaments on Global, and there are sit and goes. And that's essentially what we used to do back at Chris's house. They're one table tournaments. So you only have to beat the people at that table. And when you beat them, the tournament's over. And they're incredibly fun. They teach you everything you need to know about the game. And there are sit and goes for every price point. There are low stakes sit and goes, mid stakes sit and goes, and high stakes sit and goes. And um, I invested in the pretty i would consider it elite coaching um there's a there's a very prestigious training site called raise your edge and they have a phenomenal sit and go course that uh i invested in and uh it took my sit and go game to the next level i went from winning sit and goes like you know every now and then at a at a semi at a semi decent you know uh rate to winning over 50% of the sit and goes that I play in. And um, I mean, wow. And uh, okay. so if you're looking to play into tournaments, start with sit and goes because they're, they, they are the same thing. It's just a lot less players. In a sit and go, it's one table. You only have to beat your table and then you're good to go. The biggest tournament I've played online to date has been a $100 turbo on a global poker uh, because I kind of consider myself a, a hyper sit and go specialist. Um, I've played a lot of uh, what I consider high stakes sit and goes in real life. Um, I've, I bought into a $250 hyper sit and go that I won. I bought into a $270 hyper sit and go that I won. I bought into a $150 hyper sit and go that I won. And um, 
I think those are the only ones I've ever played live that were, uh, to me, um, a high buy-in. And uh, so, you know, I just, uh, I wanted to see how far I could take my game. And um, what a turbo or what a hyper turbo is, is um, in a tournament, there are, uh, there are levels, right? So in a cash game, if you're playing, uh, if you're playing one, two, it's one, two, the entire time, right? You never have to worry about it being larger than one, two. The big blind will always be $2. The small blind would always be $1. That's not what happens in a tournament. The blinds go up every level, right? And this is how you, uh, and this is what drives the action in tournaments. That You can't just sit on your chips. You have to make moves. You have to start bluffing. The goal is to win all the chips and come in first place, right? So um, naturally online, yeah. a standard level would be about 10 minutes. In a turbo, it'll be faster. It'll be about... I want to say like five or six minutes for a turbo and a hyper turbo would be three minutes, which is insane. Like you're basically going all in every hand because that's how fast the levels are going. Right. So, um, I entered, I studied for an entire week and then I entered a $100 turbo on global poker. Um, just one shot deal. I wasn't gonna, you know, it, it's not a rebuy or anything like that. I just wanted to see if I could, if I could hang with the big boys for a day. And I made the final table and came in, I think, eighth place. I think I got knocked out in eighth place for $405. So. Did you, were you playing against like professionals or like were you just playing against like locals who are like really good? Or, like, like, no, uh, no, go ahead, go ahead. So there's this guy, I, I don't mean to like cut you off or anything, but um, there's this guy. Uh, Chris has showed me who does like YouTube videos of poker and pretty much he just lives within the area and like from the looks of his video is like he's not a professional player like he does he can't he doesn't do well in big tournaments mm -hmm. but when it comes to like a local tournament he dominates if that makes yeah, sense yeah. like he's not like a he's not mm -hmm. just like local Joe Schmo because he goes to like multiple tournaments and he wins or he does well where he makes a profit but like when he goes to like big state games, he doesn't do well versus like professionals. Were you playing like against like big time professionals or like the local people who I would say like, oh, I play poker, I want so to play I'm not, professionally, but yeah, yeah, no, no, I'm uh, not at that I'm level not, yet. Oh, hundred percent sure because it's a uh, global poker. I don't actually know who anybody is. Because um, there's almost like no famous, um, what do you call it? Um, your, um, your, your moniker, you know, like your nickname for the site. It's never been revealed that like, yo, this person is actually this person in real yeah. life or anything like that. So to my knowledge, I naturally just assume that people playing at a higher level, either A, are, you know, uh, wealthy enough to do so or B have studied enough and are good enough to play at that level so to my knowledge I don't think I was actually playing with anybody famous like I'm pretty sure I wasn't playing with anybody famous at all but I do think that they were probably better than me at $100 turbos because that was my very first one so I was definitely you know um inexperienced to, to 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 a degree i i i pride myself in my study 
And, uh, you know, when I commit to something, I do my absolute best. But there's no way that I was like, you know, one of the best or even close to one of the best in that tournament. But it was probably just like the regular Joe Schmo who was just like pretty good at the game they were playing. If I had to make uh, an educated guess. It would be it would be crazy okay. if, if if in some random way Phil Ivy was just sitting at my <laughs> table and I had no idea like he's just the guy to my left online and you know secretly just 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 grinding out a one hundred dollar tournament that would be awesome mm-hmm. but I don't think that was the case. <laughs> okay, okay. So like I I noticed that mm. you've been posting like your poker stuff on social media. Where's like your plan? Or what's your plan on doing with that? Like, are you, like, trying to just, like, just post just to post? Or, like, are you trying to take it to, like, the next level where, like, if somebody wants, like, poker advice, they can, like, come to you? Or, like, did you yeah, plan I'm on doing Yeah, I'm so YouTube glad you asked because... Or, like, anything else like that? My main goal is to essentially create, like, a community. For years, I've wanted to have a group of just people to discuss, like you know how much you love poker you know what i mean um to any capacity it's not like i'm not trying to create a community where it's like Mm -hmm. only pros allowed no if you love poker and you love hearing about it if you love seeing footage of it then i want to have a community with you basically you know and that's like my instagram is almost exclusively just poker related you know i love and um even today i haven't slept Sanchez, I came from Jersey playing a cash game. I haven't slept. I left yesterday at 8.30 p.m. I got home today at 12 p.m., hopped in the shower and waited for you to reach out to me so we could so we could do the podcast. So I I think I played for like at (laughs) least 14 hours or something outrageous like that. And um, so, you know, if, if if you're a sicko like me who, mm-hmm. who loves poker to this degree, then that's what it's for, you know? Um, I'm just trying to show <laughs> how fun the game is. I'm just trying to show the stakes mm-hmm. I play at. And I want to create a community. If you want to talk hands with me, you know, um, shoot me a DM. If, uh, if you want to, you know, if you want to know about the games I go to, if you want to, you know, make plans to go to, you know, like, Hey, let's hit a Vegas stop together. I'm down for all of that. My Instagram is for exactly that. I want people to uh, who haven't played but are thinking about it. I want them to, you know, reach out to me and be like, hey, you know, is it's like what what you asked me earlier. You know, do you think I have a chance? I think everyone has a chance at this game to some capacity, no matter what. And uh, so I want to build a community of people who are just, you know, just want to talk with each other about it. You know, it doesn't even have to just be strategy. You know, if, uh, if you just want to talk about your favorite spots of play, yo, I'm there to listen. You know, if you're like, Hey, you know, I have a, a mad chill game. You should come check it out. Hey, I'm there to listen. And I'm also there to, to, to offer whatever, um, whatever insight I may have, you know, I don't like, I am not a Texas Hold'em guru by no means. I am just a regular guy who's studying his butt off and is just, you know, slowly grinding out a decent living playing poker. And that's as honest I can possibly be. But if you come to me like, hey, you know, can I played, uh, 
I have a hand history. Uh, can you check it out for me and give me your feedback? I'll do it. I'm never going to turn anyone down. If you are willing to reach out to me and learn something, I'm willing to learn with you. You know, poker may feel like an individual game, but it is not achieved. I do not feel that it is achieved individually. I think the best way to enjoy the game and to learn the game is with friends, with a community of people that you trust, that you know will not make fun of you for making a bad play. They'll just be honest with you like, hey, I understand why you did this, but I don't think it's good for this reason or that reason. I've dreamed of having a community like that. And, uh, you know, I, I'm, I, I'm, I'm in a couple of groups on Facebook and things like that, but I've always wanted like a close knit group where it's just like, you know, boom, reach out to me and you know, I'm going to give you an unbiased response. Like, you know, I'm not just going to leave you on red. I'm not going to leave you on scene. And like three weeks later, I'm like, Oh my bad. I just saw this message, you know? And, uh, that's what I'm trying to promote with my Instagram. And, uh, I'm hoping that you know uh, like i said when travel is a little bit safer and these things i would like to start you know a vlog but it's also like so many vloggers are out there right now that i don't know how i would want to go about it you know i don't want to do what everybody else is doing just posting hands and uh you know because you don't have to watch my vlog for that you know there's people who are so much better than me that i would recommend these things but i do want people to come to my page and see how fun poker can be how awesome it is and to prove that you can make a living yeah. playing it and uh that's why i'm gonna be posting my losses as well as my wins and um i've spoken about uh, my losses in some of my uh, my instagram posts briefly briefly um back then i would take hits <laughs> a little harder than i should have and things like that but I'm gonna try to be uh, moving forward. I'm gonna be 100% transparent. If if there's a day that did not go well, it will be on my Instagram. You know? So, um, yeah. Okay, okay. So like, well, uh, this is just my advice that I, I'm gonna give you because of like how I'm starting to do like my social media stuff and everything like that. So to be honest, like I, I know I still post on Instagram, but I think like okay, as okay. social media, Instagram is dead. Like at least for creatives, it doesn't it doesn't like push your your content to people. It doesn't like like it's really hard to like please Instagram. So like you can do what you want with this. It's up to you. I feel like you should move your your stuff like just educational or funny TikTok videos about poker, or, or you could just show people how to make like how. Like, like literally just did on the podcast, you explain like little things and just make it educational. So that way you can actually, I feel like TikTok rewards mm -hmm. creators, at least if you're consistent on TikTok. That's just my thing. If you, if you want to do that, you can. That's just my advice because I feel like for me is like, all right, I post on Facebook. Not everybody sees mm -hmm. my stuff. If I post on Instagram, the algorithm doesn't push my stuff as much to like my followers or my core people who actually like these certain mm -hmm. type of things. So like, I just feel like you should at least like go to like the platforms that 
push you and reward you for being consistent. Okay. Yeah, I mean, when, when it comes to like the Instagram algorithm and all that stuff, I am such a novice. Like I have no idea what any, like I know what it means, but I have no idea how to manipulate any of it for my favor. You know what I mean? So um, no, thank you for the yeah. insight. Cause I'll definitely, uh, yeah. I mean, I'm probably gonna be reaching out to you real soon. As, as soon as uh, I get the creative juices flowing, you know, it's, uh, it's been, uh, yeah. It's a bit more challenging for me to uh, to post what I think is like decent content just because my mind is so enveloped in the like you know the game itself that I have to remind like I have to remind myself like when I go and play like yo take some pictures you know try to get a good story and all these things but uh, I think I'm slowly gonna get a bit better at it so uh, you should definitely be hearing from me uh, in the near future. All right, all right. <laughs> so I'm gonna end it there. Um, usually, what I usually tell people is just tell me like your top five inspiring people or like somebody who like inspired you. If you want to do that, we can definitely do that. You can say top five, top three, top or just one, and then you can pretty much just shout out like your Instagram where people can find you, where can like people see your content and everything that you do. Okay, so uh, when you say top five in inspiring people are you referring to like poker or, or just like life in general like i usually say life in general it doesn't matter like you can say music you can say you can say poker you can say video games like if, if you think like kratos is like the greatest person All in right. the world okay, and, like you okay, think okay, he's okay, like okay, top okay, five okay. motivational like just say just say like hey this person i like this person this is why okay so and, i'll yeah. try to okay okay i don't know if i have five but i'll try to i'll try to give you uh i'll try to give you a couple so um i'm definitely gonna put uh my favorite poker player daniel negrano i'm gonna put him out there as uh as a very 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 um uh, like <sighs> i mean he's the reason i fell in love like watching him at the table and just seeing him like essentially just glow at the poker table was such an inspiration for me and uh he kind of has like a rags to riches story which is always inspiring you know everybody loves rooting for the underdog and um but what's so inspiring about it is that a lot of players who were good back in the day are very very terrible now and he has stood the test of time he admitted to himself that hey i'm not as good as all of these new wizards that are coming into the game and all these like you know mathematically inclined uh just like 18 year olds that are coming in and uh they're better than me now i admit that so i have to teach myself how to be good all over again and he sought out coaching he sought out how to learn um like you know the game theory optimal approach and that was just so inspiring because he just did not give up he's like you know it doesn't matter that i'm an old school player i'm gonna show everybody that i can i can keep up no matter what happens and it's just like you know it's just a never give up it's just a very simple idea of if you love something never give up on it so uh, he's a huge inspiration uh for me for that and um wow you know you might be the first person who's ever asked me who has inspired me in my life this question is much harder 
than I thought it would be. <laughs> well, this one's going to be cheesy, but I'm going to be honest. So, you know, so be it. I'm going to I'm going to put all the cards out on the table. Um, a major inspiration um, for the majority of my life since I've met him has actually been Chris. And I'm sorry that it sounds like incredibly cheesy, but like <laughs> I met Chris when he was a kid, right? I think I had just turned 18 or something like that. So, I mean, I, I was essentially a kid too, but he was already like a hustler. You know, he was already that guy who just knew how to do things. And like, you know, his he, he just attracted business minded people you know he attracted people who were trying to get somewhere in life and everybody that he was surrounding himself with were all just like trying to make moves like you know what can we do to solidify a good a great future for 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 us and it, it was and it was never like just him it wasn't how can i get ahead in life it was always how can we get ahead in life and that i mm-hmm. It took me a while to understand that that was probably the best approach. I was, you know, me, me, me for for a long time, even with my friends, you know, like if if I had to choose between my success or your success, I was definitely going to choose mine. And I mean, you know, I'm not saying it was correct. I think it was incredibly wrong. I don't, you know, for me, I'm not going to say, you know, everybody should live the way i'm saying right now but that wasn't working for me and it's just like working as a like being chris's friend taught me to work as a team and like it taught me that the struggle does not define you you know what i mean like there's always a way to make it in life and chris has been beside me during this poker journey almost every single step of the way you know and uh i think it was such a beautiful thing that I finally think that like he's he's inspired me to just never stop. And I would like to think that at least in regards to poker, that I did that for him because he went away for a while and he would ask me how I was doing and he wouldn't be playing. And, you know, he was just on essentially a hiatus. He just wasn't playing for a very long time. And me going at it nonstop, I think helped rekindle you you'll have to ask him but i would like to think that you know it was like iron sharpening iron kind of thing you know what i mean i kind of had that Mm -hmm. voice in the back of my head and that voice was chris like yo like you got this you know and for anybody who hangs around chris he says that a lot you know like yo you got this it's all good you got this keep going you got this and um you know, I mean, as, as, I mean, what else can you ask for? You know, I don't know. And, yeah, uh, exactly. Yeah. I mean, I'll leave it at that. Um, man, that's hard, but you've given me something to think about. You've definitely <laughs> given me something to think about inspiration. And I'm sorry, what was the last, uh, you asked me one more question. Um, oh, no, just you can shout out like your Instagram and like your, you, like if you, anywhere anybody can find anything that you're making oh okay so i mean right now it's basically just instagram but um 
everything I do moving forward will also be posted on Instagram. So uh yeah, check me out. It's uh J Theory Optimal on Instagram and uh man twitter is so crazy that it's it's so hard for me to get on twitter and stay on twitter you know like it's just i get on twitter and i i just like i can't stand it there's just like so many like terrible people posting on twitter that i can only handle so much of it but i'm i'm uh i'm j2 standard uh on twitter so you can uh you can check me out there but yeah um just uh hit up my instagram i'm gonna be posting every week and uh when anything new pops up you'll definitely know about it through there all right all right that was perfect uh i'm gonna end it there so thank i'm thank you i'm i'm happy to have you on here i'm like i don't know man like that was great that was no i mean yeah i i I was super excited for this i was very scared because i didn't know what was gonna happen you know i've literally never i love podcasts but i was so afraid Mm -hmm. because it's like you know what do i have to offer to to listeners you know what i mean so i was kind of anxious like man you know i'm probably gonna sound like a really boring guy what can i do to spice (laughs) to spice up my life you know but uh yeah no Mm -hmm. thanks for reaching out to me this was awesome yeah, no problem, man. Hopefully, I could get Chris on here, but we'll see how he 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 responds. Yo, hit him up. We were talking. We were talking about it, you know. See uh, see what he says. <laughs> I bet. I'm gonna let you go, bro. Yo, Sanchez. Thanks a lot, man. It was awesome. You, you will take it easy. Peace. to the end and enjoyed don't forget to subscribe or follow to be updated when i post a new episode post a screenshot if you enjoyed the episode on instagram instagram page is chris double underscore talks or you can like the facebook page chris talks hope you guys enjoy see you next week